intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. She bobbles it and now has to try and recover. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Steps into it. Pass is Hello, and welcome to the fifth episode of The Master Plan. Today, um, we're talking about bowling, as I'm sure you already know. Uh, you know, I, I didn't plan on doing an episode on bowling because I really didn't consider bowling to be a very interesting sport uh, until, until last weekend. So today, I decided, well, let's cover something a little bit different. We've been covering a lot of major sports, so I figured, why not cover something that's not as big? So at the end of last weekend, it was it was Sunday, I believe, and the XFL was on, and I was watching it. it by the way, the XFL, very entertaining. I, personally, I like it. So, anyways, so the game was over. It was on Fox or whatever, and you know, after the game was over, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to watch now? I didn't really want to watch another game of the XFL. I mean, it just wasn't one of those one of those days. So after that, bowling came up, and I, I figured, I mean, there would there would probably be nothing better on TV. It's a Sunday afternoon. Typically, there's not you know that much on. So I left it on. Now, while doing my homework, uh, you know, because I frequently do my homework while watching TV. Not the best strategy, but. Uh, you know, it works. Uh, I realized that what I was watching was actually entertaining. So last weekend, to give a little bit of context, was the um, was was one of uh, it's kind of like golf, I think. Uh, the bowling, the way that bowling works. Um, and so last week, uh, I was watching, and it was you know, it was something a lot, a lot cooler than what I thought it'd be. Um, so to give some context, uh, I think it was called the, the tournament of champions. It was, so it was the tournament of champions. And so they get, you know, I, I don't know how long it was going on, but Sunday was the final. So Sunday was the, the last day where they would determine the winner. And yeah, you know, it was a super cool, it was, it was super cool. Um, so to get, that was that was the context. Anyway, so they they hold these at you know bowling lanes, and apparently you know they compete every weekend. So, I, you know, I was watching last weekend. Um, so the tournament of champions is is it, it was it was incredible, uh, to be honest. Um, I, I, what was so entertaining to me was the skill level that the players had, and and, it, and you know when I thought before I would 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 um was watching it was that it's bowling. I mean, you're all, you know, what's the best thing you can do, which is a strike. I mean, I figured that if you're, if you're good enough at bowling, you're just going to like, I don't know. It's going to be like wee bowling. You're just going to, you're going to roll it down the pike and you're probably going to get a strike. I mean, if you're doing this for a living, you know, if this is, if this is your job, they're probably going to be that good at it. I would assume. Um, I was incorrect. So what I found out actually was that bowling itself is a lot tougher than what I thought it would be. Because most of the time, you know, I think pretty much everyone's been bowling at least one time in their life. It's just something that you go and do. Um, 
but we're not that good at it because we really don't care because it's bowling. We're just there to have fun. These guys who are the best in the world, I mean, they throw, they bowl, don't get me wrong, they bowl a lot of strikes, but it, it's it's a lot tougher than I thought it would be. So let's get into the specifics of last weekend. Uh, so last weekend, uh, there's this dude named Chris Prather, right? And, uh, and you know, he was in the first round. So the way that it works, if you can, if you can picture this is so it's not the typical, um, uh, draw format like you'd see in tennis or like you'd see in football where two teams play and then the winner of those or the winner of two games play each other. And then the winner of, it's not like that. So basically what happened was the five seed plays the four seed. Now, the winner of that game plays the three seed, and the winner of that game plays the two seed, and then the one seed, and that's it. So if you're the five seed, you have to win like four matches to win. And if you're the, the, you know, if you win the, and I'm assuming the five seed had to win matches to get to this point. And if you're the four seed, you have to win X amount of matches. But if you're the three seed, you have to win less than that. Two, you only have to win two. One, you only have to win one. So I was thinking about it. And, you know, this dude, Chris Prather, I mean, in the first round, actually, he did not play, he did not bowl so well. I mean, I don't know any of the terms, so forgive me. But, but, but that is one of the things I love about bowling. Because here's the thing about bowling, right? It provides an, an advantage to both players, right? Because if you think about it, right, if you're bowling, right, you, you if, if, if you're the four seed, you still have to win all those matches, right? You still have to win to get to the finals. However, you are already warmed up. These other guys armed up. Um, so you, you do have an advantage in that way. So it, it's a pretty even playing field. Um, and, you know, we talk about football and, you know, you have the one seed and the two seed that get buys and often they win games because they have a buy and, They've had more time to prepare and uh, so on and so forth. Um, not the case this time because it's not as physical of a game. Um, anyways, so, yeah, this guy, he, he beats the five seed, he beats the four seed. He, he's playing incredible. And from what I could tell, based on what the announcers are saying, they seem really impressed. Um, he ended up winning the tournament. Not too much of a surprise. I mean, he was bowling like – there's like – the way it works is there's like 10 rounds and uh, I think on the, the 10th round you have three, op- I don't know, max score is 300. You can get a, you have a possible 11, 11 bowls, like 11 sets, I guess. And uh, he bowled one time, like eight out of 11 strikes. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Anyways, it was incredible. I had a I had a ton of fun watching it, which which surprised me, and which is why I'm doing this uh, today. Uh, obviously, there's not as much to talk about because I, I don't know as much, but I kind of wanted to get something out. So I'm gonna do something a little bit different. I'm just gonna go through the things that I love and the things that I think need to be worked on in the sport of bowling. Because to be honest, I think that there's a lot of growth potential in the sport of bowling. Um, but obviously because I'm talking about it, I mean, now I haven't heard anyone talk about bowling. So it, it, it needs to grow, um, to become a professional sport. I mean, it is a professional sport, but it needs to grow. And that's one of the problems the sport is facing. So I'm going to point out the things that I love of the sport and the things that I think need to be worked on, 
um, to, to grow the sport's popularity. So number one, uh, for the things that I love, I love the fast-paced nature of bowling. I think that bowling um, is probably one of the fastest sports out there um, in terms of in terms of turnover. Uh, and what I mean by that is, so when when one player bowls, between when he he bowls that one and when either it's his turn again or the opponent's turn, there's maybe you know. 15 to 30 seconds between that which is which is really good because it means it's almost a constant flow of action right in the game um and i, and I think that's a that's great because a lot of sports like football it's a lot slower between between plays and it's also a lot longer bowling is a very quick sport the get the sets are quick because if you think about it each player is only bowling like uh, 11 times right and so it's going to take like 20 minutes for them to get through uh, one match between two players. So it's actually really quick. Uh, and I like that because I don't want to see a lot of commercials. By the way, there aren't. Um, I want to watch something. I don't want to watch commercials. I don't want to watch talking. Um, you know, that's one of the problems with baseball that a lot of people see. Like, it's just a lot of like dead time. It takes so long to do something. In bowling, it's so much more you know, the pace is so much faster, which I think really does the sport a lot of justice. And I think that that's uh, one of the best things about the sport. Okay. Number two, the second thing that I love about bowling, uh, at least uh, televised bowling, is the analytics. Because I think that this actually makes uh, the viewers watching or the viewers perspective of the viewers watching um, a lot better than than one might think because with that you you get all the stats that you can see and you and it will show you on the side of the screen the ideal uh, the ideal pathway for the ball right and so you can see by the way in live time you know if is it tracking that same path is it not um the other thing that it's doing right is it, it will give you the details between the arrows so like um, for example, so in bowling, there's two sets of arrows on the lane, right? And so it'll tell you how far left, how far right the ball is of, of the center or of one side. I'm, I'm actually not sure about that. But the analytics provide a lot. It provides something else to the game that I hadn't really thought about. So the analytics actually make a big part of the game a lot better, which I was actually really surprised by. And it, you know, it made it made it a little bit more interesting because it would show you that even if they were like, I don't know, maybe a, an inch or two off, it could t it could go from a strike to like only knocking eight pins down, which is crazy if you think about it. Because like a distance of an inch, half an inch, can make that big of a difference. It's absolutely crazy. So that's one of the things I was surprised by. Um, okay, so we've already talked about this, the tournament style. So the tournament style, I said I loved it, and, and, I, and I really do. And I think that actually a lot of sports can take, take a lot of, uh, take a lot of um, advice, take a lot of good things that work in bowling and apply it to their sports because a lot of people love underdog stories, right? And this provides a lot 
Like, it not only does it provide an opportunity, but it provides a really good storyline for an underdog. As I mentioned earlier, this guy, Chris Prather, was the four seed, right? So he won the he won four matches. He beat the four, the three, and the two, and the one. Or the five, three, two, and one. Um, that That is really good for a sport. Because, you know, humans, we love to see a competitive game. We love to see something competitive. We love to see competition. And we love a good underdog story. That's one of the things we do love. We love a good underdog story. So when that happened, um, I mean, I would be, I would be really happy. So, uh, you know, I, I think that the tournament style works really, really well for, uh, for bowling, and I think it works really well for other sports because it provides a lot of entertainment, which I think is good. Uh, okay, the fourth thing that I love, and I, I think I, this. And this was a quick list, so I mean, there could be more. Um, you know, if I come up with more, I might, I might, you know, we'll see what I'll do. Uh, I might do another video, probably not, but we'll see. Uh, so the last thing that I love is I love the pressure scenarios of the sport of bowling. Um, the way they've set it up, it does again, it's similar to the tournament style. This provides a way uh, for underdogs to win because each time you bowl right down a lane if you are half an inch off that could set you from winning to losing right because a strike is worth much more than a spare and that's a big difference right so i think that the pressure scenarios uh in the sport of bowling are very good because remember there's only 11 times or so that you get to bowl right so you have to make every single time count and when you don't do that, that's a problem. So the pressure scenarios in bowling, I think, are are, are, are are very big. Because unlike, you know, a sport maybe like soccer or a sport maybe like tennis or a sport maybe like golf, right? One mistake probably isn't going to co- cost you the game uh, in those sports. But in bowling, the difference between a strike and a spare could very well cost you the game. Um, because there's a lot less opportunities. You know, in tennis, each set has a minimum of 24 points, a minimum. Um, you know, football, you're playing, you know, 15-minute quarters. Baseball, you're, you know, 27 outs a team. Uh, but in bowling, you get 11 bowls, and that's it. You don't get more, you don't get less. Um, I mean, you could get you could get more, but that's only if you don't achieve the highest goal, which would be getting a strike. Uh, so I think the pressure scenarios are really good in bowling. I think that's one of the actually the better things about bowling. However, with the good, there must be the bad. And that's what I'm trying to do here uh, on this podcast. Bowling has a lot to work on. Um, and that's evident because you probably have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Uh, <laughs> because here's the deal. When I started this, right, I said that there was nothing else on TV and that it was after an XFL game. So I used those as reference for this. If, if I had said, uh, you know, if I were talking about the XFL, I just would have said, oh, the game on, you know, Saturday at 2. Um, and you instantly would have known what I was talking about. But this I had to use other, other points that I would assume you know uh, to give context to the situation. So, 
things that need to be worked on in the sport of bowling uh, is definitely crowd size and popularity. Uh, I think those two things go hand in hand. Um, because here's the thing about bowling. It is not popular at all. Uh, I think the viewership is low. I think the people who show up are, are lower than probably the AAF or, or, or the lacrosse, which I think are two sports that uh, I, I don't think anyone shows up to. Uh, I, and we'll go talk about lacrosse a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's a problem. Uh, the crowd size and popularity, uh, obviously we all know that those directly lead to funding, um, you know, with commercials or sponsorships. And one of the biggest things about sports is if you have no money coming in, you can't play the players, you can't do anything. So that is one of the things that bowling needs to work on. I mean, yes, they do have sponsors. They do have, you know, deals with Fox. But they're at like 4 p.m. in the afternoon on a Sunday. Like No one is watching that. After football season, no one's watching that. The only reason I watched it was because I was bored out of my mind. I mean, most people might not be bored out of their minds on Sundays. That's what you're going to have to hope for, right? Uh, so crowd size and popularity need to be worked. And I think you do that a couple ways, right? I think you, A, you have to, you have to grow the sport um, by, you know, doing what everyone does. Highlight reels on YouTube, you know, getting the public more involved, stuff like that, you know, putting it on ESPN. If you can get it on ESPN, you gotta, you gotta get it on ESPN. Just things like that. Uh, I think would really improve the game. Uh, cause if you don't do that now, who's going to watch nobody. Only people are going to watch are people who live locally. Um, and that's kind of the second thing you gotta do. You gotta put the turk. you gotta, you gotta do, you gotta do a lot of PR, a lot of PR work. You gotta get the message out there and you can't hold these bowling tournaments in, in, you know, backwater towns. You gotta hold them in New York city, you know, in big in big places, you gotta televise them. You gotta do great PR. And who knows? Build a stadium. It doesn't really matter. It it can't it isn't that big because remember we're only talking about two bowling lanes that they use. So it could be even a temporary stadium. You know, anything more than what they have now would do do a lot of justice to the sport. That's the first. Thing. Second thing. The commentating was atrocious. Oh my god! You know, not to knock the guy, uh, not to knock the guys on Fox, but that was horrible. Uh, you know, <laughs> that was one of the worst things I have ever seen in my life. Like that was, uh, I was that was really bad. Uh, <laughs> it was like they were talking, and I was like, I don't care what you're saying. Like you make this sport less interesting. Um. Than it already is. It's just a problem. The commentators were horrible. You got to make it more interesting. Uh, the other problem uh, with that is they were taught. They had like a. They were they, the players were able to hear them. The only other sport where I know that the announcers are able to be heard by the players is XFL, and that is one of the worst things about the XFL. And I don't know why they kept it up to today. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the same stance. What the hell is going on? Like, do not in any sport have the players able to hear the commentators. As atrocious. After the game, sure, fine. During the game is a big no-no, okay? 
if they can hear you, something is wrong. Um, that's just on the acoustics, right? The actual what they were saying was also terrible. Okay, let me get that straight. It was boring. It was uneventful. Uh, and no one knew what they were talking about. Uh, they were getting hype. I'll give them that. But over, like, nothing. You know, and they had a Hall of Famer. I don't know who the guy was. I mean, I didn't even know there was a bowling Hall of Fame. That's part of the PR, right? Um, but, again, the commentating was horrible. Get better commentators. Uh, if you want me, call me up. I, I'll do it. I don't care. Get someone better. That is a big part of any sport, right? If you notice how I how I open these video or uh, episodes, I open it up not by showing you the greatest plays, but by giving an, a, a description of some of the greatest plays, right? Um, and that brings you. If you have someone who can do that, if you can, you know, if you can have someone like everyone knows the Malcolm Butler interception by by the audio, you don't have to see it to to know what they're saying. Right? That's you gotta apply that you gotta get the same thing with bowling. You gotta get sound bites that everyone when they hear that they're like, I know what I know what he's talking about. The third thing that I think needs to be worked on, and I think that this is different because it's actually intertwined in the sport, uh, is the end of game scenarios. And the problem I see with this, right, is with any sport, um, right, with any sport. There's always a chance for teams to come back, even a very minute chance. Um, and usually the games are close. The problem in bowling um, is that at some point in the game, the winner is already known, like definitively, like 100%. There is nothing that either player can do uh, to, to lose or to win uh, from that point. They can, they can bowl it right down the gutter. And it won't matter. Now, now I know they won't do that because it's for show, but it makes it less interesting. <laughs> if you know who the winner is going to be 100%, it doesn't make it interesting. That's why no one likes to watch blowout games uh, for a team that they're not rooting for. <laughs> you know? The only game on TV is, is uh, you know... The the Red Sox versus the Marlins, and the Red Sox score 15 in the first inning. It's like, well, we know the Red Sox are going to win the game. We know the Marlins are going to lose. It's not definitive yet, but we're not going to watch the rest of it. So the same thing applies, right, with bowling, except it's worse because you already know who won. You already know who won. So I think that that's... I think that that's a problem. But I think that that's different because that's intertwined with the sport. Again, I don't know. However, I think that bowling, I would, I, I would advise you, watch it. Just watch it one time. And you know what? If you don't like it, <laughs> come tell me. All right? I think you'll be, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, uh, as I was, about the sport of bowling. Because I, I honestly thought it was going to be terrible. And some parts were, and some parts weren't. And I think, you know, good comes with the bad. So, with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, generally, I don't think it's one of the best sports to watch, but I think it will surprise you. You know, I think it's better, I think it's a, I think it's a good sport to watch. Um, I would, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't say I would implore you to watch it. I would use a less strong word. Maybe I would suggest you to watch it. Um, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean, obviously, if you have nothing better to do, then, you know, watch TV. Uh, I wouldn't do anything more than that. However, however, I, I, I would watch it. I had fun watching it. Uh, so I would give it a shot. Uh, you know, I did this episode because I actually I felt passionate about it. Um, I felt passionate about doing something like this. And I, I think I think bowling deserves a shot. Uh, more than other sports have been given, you know, three times or whatever. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching today. I know this wasn't typically what we're going to do, and it, it won't be typically what we're going to do. Um, in the future, you know, I'm trying to record every week, but if I can get more than one a week, that that would be great. I, I don't know. Um, this should come out every weekend. Um, I got uh, some soccer episodes in the works. I got some, uh, I think I got another basketball one in the works, some more football ones in the works. Uh, I have a hockey one in the works. I have a baseball. I have a lot of stuff in the works. If you want to come on, let me know. If you have any ideas, let me know because both of those things would help and, you know, it would it would be much obliged. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, and I will see you in the next one. Please do take my advice. Watch bowling one time. Give it a shot for me. Thank you, everybody, for watching The Master Plan. Or, well, I guess listening. Yeah, I keep saying watching. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Master Plan. All right, here is Vince Carter.